Tales of the Unemployed, the Near-Death Final Interview, narrated by Kevin Coffey. Have you ever been almost murdered at a final interview? Me either, until I almost was. It began in a completely normal and innocent way. A recruiter contacted me, as recruiters do. Recruiter, henceforth known as my recruiter, had a job for me that they thought I matched up with well. The company was willing to pay a decent amount. The product they were selling was interesting, worth the next steps. So I went through the usual hierarchy of interviews. HR, check. Future already entrenched coworker, aka my counterpart, check. VP of sales, whom I report to, check. The place was okay, but the location was a bit sketchy. This opportunity had that bad juju feel to it. Couldn't put my finger on it, because I really liked the people I'm now with. Anyway, I was young in my career, needed a job, and really jive with VP, which is always critical. Landing the job seemed like it was going to be a slam dunk. VP had given me the verbal, I was his guy, but he had a work trip to complete, and while he was away, there was one last step I needed to complete before getting things sent up with HR. The owner wants to meet you. Go introduce yourself and get welcomed into the family. Let's start killing it when I get back. On the day of the interview slash greeting meeting, I got an unexpected call from my recruiter. Hey, I'd really like to go with you and introduce you to the owner, if that's okay. It's just something we like to own and see through. It struck me as a bit odd to be introduced in person to the owner of a business neither of us had met before, but I went with it as it seemed little harm could come from it. We were at the window dressing phase, I thought. Now I know better. Okay, I said, see you there. The business was located in one of the two major armpit sections of our town. I called it an armpit because like tangled, unsightly hair, Superhighway ramps crisscrossed one another at all possible angles, looking over a maze of industrial warehouses surrounded by tall, imposing barbed wire fences. My supposed future office building was wedged between a warehouse where a small army of welders were always spraying up a forest of sparks next door like they were building the world's largest ship. Perhaps they were. On the other side was a lumberyard stacked so high with wood, a devastating avalanche seemed imminent. I dressed accordingly in my suit and waited for the recruiter to arrive in the parking lot. When they arrived, the recruiter casually briefed me again on how they intended to introduce me. And I said fine, but my gut now had alarm bells going off. Still, I was convinced this was just a formality, albeit an awkward one. We stood outside a colorless reinforced door with a surveillance camera overhead that looked like it would most likely lead us to Area 51. We rang and an old school looking doorbell lit up in neon urine. Yeah? The speaker to the side of the door asked us in an impatient sounding tone. Oh, uh, hi. We're here for a quick meeting with the owner. It was arranged by the VP, my recruiter said. The metal on the door gave an irritated sounding buzz like it didn't like being bothered, as a giant bolt made a slock sound as it unlocked. My recruiter eagerly yanked open the door, their face spreading into a much too wide smile that looked borderline manic. The reception area was deathly quiet and dark, with long shadows swallowing the adjacent corridor. It was like the atmosphere in spooky movies or video games where something awful always comes scuttling around the corner. I heard a long sigh before I saw them. Then, because padding around the corner in the lead came the largest open adventure I had ever seen. I'm a dog lover. I didn't love this one. It had the air like it was a couple heads taller than me, and that wasn't far off from the truth. I thought of Cujo if Cujo had been a guard dog. Worse. Cujo sniffed at the air and sized us up, carefully creeping forward like he might have been sent to get rid of any possible intruders. The guard dog stopped about ten feet short of us and sat, lightning bolt alert, with both ears straight up, waiting possible orders. I breathed a sigh of relief. Oh, 
I recruited more or less gasp. As if all part of the grand entrance, which it obviously was, out confidently strode the owner. He had an astonishing forehead that jutted out, easily arriving before he did, almost like a polished bookshelf. A greasy, disintegrating mullet carpeted the few areas his forehead didn't occupy. His forehead reflected the little light there was in the room and made the giant ones on Mount Rushmore look like they were made of silly putty. Who are you people again? Lost forehead asked us once more like he might have just woken up, even though we had identified ourselves at the door. His eyes were naturally shaded by a swollen dome, and in a permanent squint, he said perhaps someone in his line had once made him a pair. His rodent eyes glinted from the recruiter to me like we were uninvited door-to-door -door salespeople. Worse, I noticed he had his hand resting on top of a holstered handgun. Things got blurry for me for a second. Reality did not compute. This guy, my ultimate boss-to-be, opened and carried and brought his attack dog to work? Most definitely not reading the room. My recruiter jumped in like it was time for us to pitch our product on Shark Tank. Oh, boss forehead. Okay, they didn't really say that, but it would have been cooler if they had. Mr. Owner, I'm here and thrilled to present to you your newest shining star in your wonderful organization, Kevin Coffee. And they threw their arms my way in a sweeping grand gesture as if I might now levitate or boss forehead was supposed to hand me an Academy Award. Yikes. Nice to uh, meet you, sir, I said at this point with all the energy of a blown tire. I made zero attempt to shake his hand and barely made eye contact. Don't need no sales guy. I can't introduce himself. Boss forehead grunted with enough southern twang to spook a banjo. With that, he spun around and shuffled away. If a dog could shrug, Cujo did so, then instantly caught up to his master's side and they disappeared around the corner. Uh, what just happened? Our recruiter said, mouth ajar, still half-frozen in a grandiose presentation gesture. Now well-deprived color, we both were, obviously slipping into shock. He just kicked us out, that's what. We need to leave, I said with an urgent sense of calm. I opened the door, motioning for my recruiter to stop lingering and exit, not giving Boss Forehead any opportunity to label us as intruders and deal with us. Hey, it was Texas and it was a privately owned business, house rules. For all I knew, we could have been ground up into one of his products and sold on the free market. I might have become the ultimate cautionary tale for sales teams. We made a safe but swift escape and decompressed in a nearby coffee shop, but not too nearby. There was nothing more to be done. There was nothing about the situation to save. The poor VP of the boss's company was beyond shocked and embarrassed to find out instead of coming back to carve out an attack plan with me, as he knew a shining star, he now had to start his search from scratch and face probable tension and backlash from a heavily armed and well-defended false forehead. The good news for me? My recruiter had done me a favor. That job was most definitely not the one that got away.